and welcome back to Madness in the Method, the uh, podcast where we talk about the life and times of Nicolas Cage, um, and we try to figure out why he is the way he is, um, go, going from Valley Girl up to whatever movie he makes next week. And uh, it, 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 uh, my name is Tobias, uh, and with me is my friend and trusted co-host, uh, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, you, are, you are also the sort of uh, creator of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. My idea from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and in today's episode, we are talking about uh, it's a honeymoon in Vegas or honeymoon in Las Vegas. I'm not even sure. What is it? It's honeymoon uh, it's in, in Vegas. In, in Vegas. Yes. The Swedish title has the full Las Vegas, but uh, not okay. the original title. Yeah. It's a 1992 movie written and directed by Andrew Bergman, and of course starring Nicolas Cage, uh, James Caan, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. It's a, uh, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it is a is a uh, pretty much standard early 90s, uh, late 80s movie, uh, yeah. comedy movie. Yeah, romantic yeah. Ro- romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a story about Jack, a um, a um, a private investigator who um, was to- was told by his mother on her deathbed to never get married, because it, it'll it'll ruin your life. So so he he has been avoiding it um, his entire life up until he meets Sarah Jessica Parker and they uh, after some years decide we should we should get married. Yeah. So they because it is well, uh, he he wants to get married, but he has this. Complex. Oh right, the dying words of his mother. So yes, they talk a lot about the has nightmares about it. Oh yeah. Uh, so so in the beginning of the movie, he says to serious Betsy, as she the yeah. is called, that uh, yeah, we, we're gonna get married. I just just give me some time. I just need to process it and and get through this yeah psychological problem I have. About it. <laughs> but they decide to elope to Vegas to just get it over with, basically. Um, but while while he while they're there, um, James Caan, a notorious gambler, um, uh, in in a weird tw- twist of the f- twist of fates, um, be- f- falls in love with uh, Betsy, and he um, he uh, he cons uh, Nicholas Cage character Jack into betting Betsy in a poker game, basically. <laughs> Sort of, sort of, in a, in a, sort of, in a roundabout way. But yes. Yeah. Because because Jack, the character, he, he uh, at the beginning of the movie, we at the start of the movie, we get this uh, feeling that he plays a lot of games, like uh, yeah, he plays a lot of games, mostly poker. Yeah. But he seems to have it under control. He's not. He doesn't seem to be an addict. No. Just a, a, an avid poker player. He likes it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, that was one one thing that we almost never see in a movie where he talks with his. Uh, Loan shark, whatever it's called, the 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 guy you put the bets on with uh, the bookie, bookie, yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the that's the word. And the bookie says, "Yeah, you owe me fifty dollars," and he just gives him fifty dollars. Yeah, that, exactly. It's not that like, never happens in a movie. You it's owe me four thousand dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get the money. I yeah. just I just need to hit gold for once. No, it's yeah. eh, fifty bucks. Here you go. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's not uncut gems level. No, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, he gets way in over his head, and he gets uh, well. In 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 a hand, he loses sixty five thousand to <laughs> yes Tommy Corman's and that James Con's character is yes, called called. Uh, and and then we find out, and we we probably already know it that. It was sort of a setup. Yes, because um, Tommy Corman is he's a he's a notorious gambler. He lives off of gambling, mm. um, and he's also a bit of a card shark. So he uh, he he makes sure that Jack loses. Um, he f- first he lets him win, so he has like what he's got like twenty thousand dollars in winnings. Yeah, and then he makes him bet all that twenty thousand. Plus, to take a, takes out a credit for another forty five thousand from mm. Tommy Corman. But then, of course, it's set up so that he would lose, lose that hand. Yeah, and to be fair to, to Jack in the scene, he did have a, a, a straight flush. Yes, so. he had a straight <laughs> flush, which is very rare. <laughs> yeah, just that James Caan had a higher straight flush. Yo, yeah, no, yeah, that's, right. that's not even a royal. It's just it's... one card higher. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, it, 
yeah, he's sort of to blame to put that much money on the table, but it's also sort of understandable. It, it's understandable. With that hand. But like I say, I, I am not very good at poker. Uh, I don't play a lot of poker. Um, but e- even even when... Um, even if, if I play and someone... If you have a good hand and someone keeps upping your bet like when, yeah. you're, when you're up in the thousands, you're like, he's, they're not bluffing because you, 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 you can't bluff your way out of a, a huge bet like that. So yeah. if, if I was yeah. him, I would just like... After after I bet my twenty thousand, just like all right, that's it. I can see. I mean, that's realistically the movie wouldn't have worked if he did that. But yeah. I'm just saying what I would have done. Uh, also, as because uh, in the beginning, where Jack has this, uh, this uh, speaker voice where he talks about just uh, exposition. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he also says that that if we just had gone to the courthouse instead to, <laughs> yeah. it, it would have been worked out. Yes, the movie would be over now. Yeah, you know, sort of. But uh, yeah, he he loses. And he has to explain to his uh, fiance that uh, she has to spend a weekend with uh, James Caan, Tommy Corman. Yeah. Um, and she goes along with it because she loves him, you know? Yeah. It's uh, just a weekend. Be, <laughs> to be fair, it's, it is... Uh, I mean, from, to be fair for, for Betsy's character, it, it, he Jack is very much... Uh, he's not like, you should do this, you need to do this. It's... It is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, he, he, he says we'll find some other way to do it, and she's yeah. like, "No, no, I'll just do it." Yeah, um, uh, which is very, so, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't understand. It, it feels very um, extreme, but still, uh, <laughs> to, to go uh, along with it. Yeah, because. but I, I, I guess I get it. Sort of, sort of, yeah. Then of course, then of course, it spirals out of control. Instead of a weekend in Vegas, it turns into a four-day weekend in uh, Hawaii, and t- t- James Con Tommy Corman asking for Betsy's hand in marriage. So it's a ma- yeah. it's a it's a mad dash for Jack to win his girlfriend back. Yeah, because and, and Tommy Corman is is a very very sleazy guy. He he does a lot of uh, a lot of weird manipulative tactics to get yes. Betsy on her his side. So it's not just that he's a charming rich guy. He, no. he is kind of sleazy too. Oh yes, definitely. Um, but 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 then there's <clears throat> there is there's a little bit of like hidden depth to it because he did lose his wife who he was very very fond of. He lost his wife to uh to skin cancer. Um so th- there is a genuine interest in Sarah Jessica Parker's character because she looks just like his uh de- deceased wife. Um, yeah, but also, how much genuine interest can it be that you look like my yeah, ex-wife, sure, so sure. I need to marry you? I mean, to personality should have something to do. Oh, with oh, uh, de- so. definitely, definitely. I'm just saying he's not like a mustache, mustache twirling villain. No, which uh, I found, very which I found close, interesting. Though. Very close, at, yes. At, at the especially at the like the the third act of the movie. Oh yes, he, yes. he grows a lot, very hostile and <laughs> evil. Oh yeah, yeah. When when she when she. Well, I guess we're going into a bit of spoilers towards end. When she's basically like contemplating and almost, se- she says yes, right? She decides to yeah. marry him. Yeah, she she says because he uh, he uh, Tommy then he he lies about the the what happened. Yeah, makes said, Jack no, look Jack, like a real bad guy. Yeah, yeah. That, no, Jack put you on the table. As, oh yeah. As a, as a as something he bet, yes. and he was only he was only down three thousand dollars. So oh, yeah. that's that's what he put your relationship on is three thousand dollars, which isn't true. No. Uh, and then in sort of, uh, I mean, sort of like a revenge sort of things, uh, spur the moment spite. Yeah. She says yes to his proposal. Yeah. Tommy Con, to, Tommy, Corman. Tommy Con, Tommy Tommy Corman's proposal. Um, and but then when it actually starts. Happening, mm. she gets cold feet and says, "Well, this was it was a bad idea." Yeah, and and then and then, then it's a, it's the it's a classic like he he thinks he's won, so now he shows his true colors and he's just an asshole. Starts hitting her and being super threatening. Yeah, and it's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like just when they're about to go to the chapel, I think it is. Yeah, and she says, "No, let's let's not not do this. Give it a month. I need a month to, to just let." Get to know you better. Yeah. And he's like, no, you made a promise, and no one breaks a promise to Tommy Corman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there you are. Uh, ah. Yeah. 
at at the same time Jack is flying over Vegas in an Elvis suit, a uh, 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 light up Elvis suit, about to skydive into Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it is this. That's one of the. I don't know. It's it's a good thing, but also a bad thing because this movie is, uh, it's sort of split in two parts where the Tommy and Betsy uh, love story, or whatever you call it. Yeah. That part we see that in isolation, and then. Uh, we also see Jack trying to get to them and stop this thing. Yeah, yes, But yes. they they never really meet for, like, almost the entire movie. No. Because to- Jack is always just, just late uh, or, or gets into trouble with something. So we have this... I don't know what it's called, these kind of movies where, like... like um, there's almost two parallel stories going on. Yeah, but, but I was thinking this um, sort of uh, Forrest Gump-esque... Uh, person who just happens into weird situations <laughs> okay. and comedy ensues. Uh, it's not extreme as extreme in that one. No, no, but, but yeah, that, there's similarities. That jo- that's genre movies. Yes. Uh, also this, uh, the, the Swedish movie, the, the, what is it called? Um, Schoenbart? No, the, the, oh. the hundred-year-old. Uh, oh, yeah, the hundred-year-old who, who uh, walked out, uh, jumped out a window and walked away or something? I don't remember. Yeah, it, it is an, it, it has an, an uh, English Very... title, because it Came quite big. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's also same vein. Uh, and we have so we have this comedy sort of half love thing, and then we have this other movie on the side. Oh yeah. And and I think both movies, if we put it like that, is it, pretty good. But both take away from the other one. Sure. But yes. Sometimes it falls kind of flat. And the, 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 by the way, the title of that movie is literally "The One Hundred Year Old Man Who Climbed Out the Window and Disappeared." Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, now we, we've gone through the, the plot. We don't usually do that, but uh, I, I need a refreshment. Because I haven't watched this. We were supposed to record this last Tuesday, but I had to go to the cinema for my other podcast. So I haven't watched this since last Monday. Yeah. Um, so it was, good to, I, it was good to refresh my memory. And I just watched it. Okay. Like an hour ago, I finished it. So. Okay. Um, but let's let's uh, let's continue then. Um, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I mean, it was it was it was it was pretty good movie. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's not nothing special. It's it is as I said, one of those uh, movie uh, comedies from that era. Uh, nothing special, uh, neither ne- negative or positive, really. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think. Yeah, what, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me. Um, is that this didn't at all feel like a Nicolas Cage movie to me. I, I in my mind, imagine this movie. You usually talk about, oh, you can't, you can't, you can change the actors; it would ruin the movie. Mm. But this one, I could definitely see Tom Hanks doing this at the same time, or maybe a little earlier, like the late eighties. Yeah, definitely. This is a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> yeah, but it is fun to see because we got all. Kind of a lot of rage cage in this movie. Oh yes, yes, and I think that's what he kind of adds to it because yeah. Jack just has these outbursts, co- comical <laughs> outbursts. We just start screaming. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, also, that scene in um, in the airport. There's because when he finds out that they went to Hawaii, yeah. he decides to. Well, uh, no, he gets to know that like before she leaves that they're going to Hawaii uh, in Vegas, and yeah. then he says, "Well, all right, I'll go home." Uh, so he'll go home and say, I'll wait for you there. Sort mm, of. Mm. But then, since he works as a private detective and he has a lot of these... All of his clients are people who are, uh, like, find my uh, unfaithful spouse sort yes, of work. Yes, So So he gets this thing and he just, I can't wait. I need to I need to stop this. I need to go. Yeah. And so he goes to the airport to get a ticket and there's this guy... I don't remember the actor. It, it, He's in a lot of things. Oh yes, it's uh, it's the teacher from uh, Ferris Bueller, the Bueller, yeah, Bueller guy. I don't remember his name, but yeah. yeah. It, so so he stands in the front of the line and just just takes a lot of time. And but if I change here, is it cheap? Yeah, he wants to get the cheapest possible tickets. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, he has Nicolas Cage has this outburst, which was straight out of. Um, uh, it's called uh, the the one with Steve Martin and John Candy. Uh, planes, uh, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. very in the vein of that. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but it was really fun to see. That was the real rage cage, just coming around screaming. 
Yeah. You're leaving in two weeks! <laughs> yeah. Get your ticket and go! <laughs> Uh yeah and we, yeah we had we had we had a lot of those scenes and but that was that was also because if you look at like uh, uh that was the only thing I could think of after that it was like oh my god imagine if Tom Hanks did this because like uh. looking at older movies of his when he was not a superstar yet um he like look look at him in in uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, Tom Hanks movies Turner and Hooch he has mm. he has a lot of those like screaming scenes. It almost fe- it almost feels like it's written for someone like Tom Hanks, but then they got Nicolas Cage and he yeah. turned it into what it is, which is yeah. a, you know a, a good thing. But I just continuously was like, "Oh, Tom Hanks should have been in this." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, you tr- I-, I didn't think about it, but when you say it, yeah, it's it's very true. Yeah. Um. No, no. Uh, oh, here we go. I I found the guy. I had I had to hmm. find the actor. Um, it's oh. Ben Stein. Ben Stein, oh, yeah, he just yeah. Tu- he just turns up and stuff. Um, yeah, but he's 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 never been like a, he's in planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, okay. Yeah. He works in an airport. <laughs> Does, is he doing the same part? Maybe. No, uh, he uh, he is a Wichita airport representative. Okay. Um, but yeah, ben, ben Stein was the guy we talked about. Yeah. So so there's a lot of this, and he the the longer the movie runs, the more panicked and frantic oh, yeah. Jack becomes, which really fits Nicolas Cage uh, acting style. Oh yeah. I'd say. Uh, I, I just I just wanted more of it, more weird situations with him and more um, craziness, sort of. Yes, because that's that's something um, that is, that is a criticism I have. It that, you know, n- not a lot happens in it. Like f- for for this for this kind of movie, it's it's almost this could have almost been like an like an Adam Sandler vacation movie because I mean most uh, like the second half takes place in Hawaii. Oh. There, there should have been more, you know. Oh, we gotta go to this place and we gotta go check out this attraction and having Nicolas Cage try to catch up with them and falling into I don't know geyser, but I don't know that would kill him. But you know, having weird things happen to him, but. For the most part, when he's in in Hawaii, he gets stuck with uh, the 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 chief character, um, and he he waits a lot. He, he rides a lot of taxis and waits a lot. And then there's the the fight scene towards the end. Um, but uh, you know, m- more wacky stuff should have happened. Um, yeah. But I mean, as it is, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, they should have they should have upped it a little bit. Yeah, definitely, and, and maybe. But again, we can't really take take anything away from the. Uh, Betsy Tommy storyline no, either no. to to really understand because Betsy sort of is the main character. She becomes the main character for a lot of the movie. Yes, yeah, especially the Hawaii bit, the, the, yeah, the Hawaii part. Yeah, because this this seeing her changing her mind and being sort of won over by by uh, Tommy's uh, manipulation. Yeah, more or less. yeah, uh, and it wouldn't work if we didn't know that. Um, oh no, def- no, definitely not. Um, it's just I mean I would like I would have cut out the whole chief part with uh, with uh, whoever that actor is. Um, um, oh, uh, Pete Boyle. Pete Boyle, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. mean um, just added something else, like have him do more stuff. Because when we, when we finally, it's supposed to be like a build up to when it actually ends with him jumping out of an airplane um, with a with a <laughs> with a parachute. But there's not really a build up to that. It's just like it goes from like eh around ten to. 200 immediately when he has to parachute into Vegas in the end. It should have been a bill of like crazier and crazier stuff until we get to that. Um, but but I mean that that's that's the only that's the only real criticism I have that the the, the structure yeah. is a little uh, it should it could have been structured better. But otherwise, yeah. you know, I I liked it. And also, I don't usually say that, but this movie should have been longer. Yeah, a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's 136. Uh, which is it's it's a it's a respectable length, but uh, maybe maybe go closer to two hours. Yeah, uh, hit an, an hour forty-five, maybe an hour fifty. Yeah. Yeah, just to get more more zaniness in. Yes, exactly. Um, but other than that, I I I was I was I was enjoyed enjoyed I was enjoyed I was enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed myself <laughs> yeah, watching uh, this me, movie. It was a good too, movie. And I think the the ending with when he parachutes in, uh, it, oh it was, yeah, it was it's really good setup for for that ending, just that ending scene when they 
uh, meet again after, oh, yeah. after this like week or whatever it's been. Uh, so so it, it really it really pulled the heartstring. It felt like oh yeah they yeah got it. They yeah did it. definitely. And 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 I mean um, that that's that's the whole that's the whole uh, point of the story to have the, to have him because. You know, she she is kind of doubtful that he actually loves her because he doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to commit by getting married, mm. um, and it, it's her it's her doubting him basically. But then in in the shadows, he he goes to the ends of the world to get her back. Basically, it's it, yeah. it's it's a, it's a clever setup. I I really liked it. Yeah, it's and a good they, it's a good romantic comedy. And then they straight go to the chapel and get married. Oh, yeah, the yeah, ending exactly. credit <laughs> with 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 the Elvises because that that's oh, yeah. that's a thing. I don't know. Why? Uh, if that was it was a big thing back then, because this movie is very Elvis centric for some reason. Yeah, I know he's. I know Nicolas Cage is a fan of Elvis, and I mean, Vegas is very. Elvis is a, is a big part of, of of Vegas. Yeah, that's where you have all the Elvis impersonators and stuff. Yeah, and I we have like the the tagline for the movie is a comedy about one bride, two grooms, and thirty four flying Elvises. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because it's the big the the big yeah. uh, set piece in the end. Um. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, it's probably because it's, it's. I think it's just a an amalgamation of his love for Elvis, Vegas, and uh, well, yeah, I guess those two. Those are the two big ones. Yeah, uh, I did read somewhere that this movie has like one of. It's not the one, but one of the movies where where people say Elvis most. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, they watch a bunch of Elvis impersonators. Uh, they have like a floor show as well. So there is a lot of there is a lot of like just watching people impersonate Elvis as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of the movie. Uh, it's this sort of uh, romantic comedy with uh, a lot of saniness in it, um, and nothing really special. More than I guess that there are a lot of actors you recognize. No one really big, but a no. lot of people you yeah, recognize, like Peter Boyle and Seymour Castle. Castle is that his name? Seymour Castle. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, um, uh, of course Pat Morita. Pat Morita, yeah, obviously. Uh, so there's a lot of like these uh, these characters. You say, "Oh, look, that guy," but you don't really know from where or why. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and it's, it's kind of weird because it got it got good reviews. I mean, it even has uh, this is from Metacritic, but it has a one that is a hundred out of a hundred, and oh. I th- it's written at the time, so it's not like a retro review or anything, huh? um, which is uh, kind of insane because it's, it's not that good. Um, yeah, but I, I can't. I, 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 that was a feeling I got when I watched this movie that it, it doesn't surprise me if this was peak what people wanted at the time mm. in no, a comedy. No, no definitely. Because, again, if, if you watch a lot of comedies at the time, they are very much in, in line with this. Oh, yes, uh, yes. The, the feeling, the jokes, the saniness, and the, the, the weird story that, like, can't happen, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Um, but then it, that, that, that makes it the more um, strange that this movie isn't... Uh, more well remembered because I mean I had never heard of this movie before, well like a lot of <laughs> early Nicolas Cage movies it turns out, and it didn't do super well. Um, it had a budget of twenty five million dollars, and it grossed thirty five worldwide. So I mean I, I'm thinking that means it's technically a um, a flop. Um, but it sh- it should have been like a, a huge success. It feels like, cause it's right in line with the kind of comedy that was made in the early nineties. So that that that's that's very strange. Got good reviews, a lot of like good actors, and even to this day we will we say hey, it's a good movie, and still it kind of failed. It's it's, it's uh, that that's the strangest. But I mean, did it, it fail? I Just mean, maybe not, maybe not talking about it. I mean, if if you're gonna if you're not gonna look at box office numbers or reviews, the one thing you have to go after is mm-hmm. do people remember the movie? And yeah, but you said it had a hundred of a hundred from. Yeah, but that was a, no, no, that was a, a critic review, not a not a user review. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I haven't really looked uh, user reviews. It's around five point eight. Um, there are 
18,000. Yeah, but that's uh, this time. I, I mean, oh, sure. Because, uh, I don't know, did you say that? Did, did you look at the box office? Not yeah, box. yeah, it made it made uh, tw- uh, thirty five million dollars worldwide on a twenty five million dollar budget. So, oh. not a lot of profit. And um, te- I guess that yeah. technically means it didn't make a profit. Yeah. Um, An- another thing with this movie, uh, which is very in the times, yeah, is the animated uh, pre opening credits. Oh yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I I never really understood that to have this kind of. Almost animated short at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's rarely, it rarely does anything for the movie. I th- and I think it's just to, I don't know, set a mood or something. I don't know. Uh, because I mean, I've seen a lot of these. I'm, I'm, one of the most famous is the the uh, Pink Panther. Movies, oh yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. And I mean, um, you have uh, uh, in, in similar times, you have a Christmas Vacation opens with a, an animated intro uh, from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and, and I always feel just get on with it. Get <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say that I skipped it because I I was okay. I was watching it because I th- I um I I had stuff to do. So I was like, how much can I short this movie? <laughs> so I, I skipped that. I just, I just. Um, went for straight for the movie, but yeah, I yeah. saw that it was an animated interest. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna take like four minutes. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, instead of one and a half, that yeah. it should take. Yeah, because I mean, I haven't heard anyone saying like, "Oh, I really enjoy those." Uh, mm, no, and, and it's gotta cost a, a pretty penny to get that much animated. Yeah, it's professionally animated. It, took, it probably yeah. took a while to make just just to uh, just to to draw it. You know. Yeah, an animated. I, I don't know. I, I, I never understood the animated pre-credit thing. I don't know. Um, it's, it's weird. It's um yeah, um, it's it's something it, uh, having like the, these long intros um kind of kind of became a thing in like the late nineties again and early two thousands, but now we've kind of moved away from it again. Mm. Uh, where it's just a title, and then we have very long credits after the movie <laughs> instead. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at. I was gonna see if there was mm-hmm. any more, uh, any more info on like what what people thought of it. But all it says is just box office. Oh. It earned mixed to positive reviews from critics. Um, this um the critical consensus reads: Honeymoon in Vegas is a light screwball comedy that has just about what you expect. And nothing you don't. No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah may- maybe it was just a little too much. It, it was just a little too, not bland, but you know, it was nothing, nothing, nothing super exciting or special about it. Maybe that's people are just like, ah, eh, watch something else. I don't know. Uh, hmm. uh, but uh, again, we mentioned it, but the Peter Boyle scene. Yes. What? Oh, what? What was that? I don't Why know. Why was that there? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. Just cut that out and add a, a, yeah. a roller coaster or something. I don't so, know. So for people who have, I, I, I don't know if people will watch this movie again. It's kind of forgotten. It's it's yeah. pretty okay. It's sure. Um, but so in the movie, he gets uh, Jack gets to Hawaii to get to stop this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Tommy. Uh, Sort of pays off a taxi driver he knows to yeah, take a, Jack a, a the wrong way. Yeah, to yeah. drive him around the island instead of directly to yeah. him. <laughs> and, and the taxi driver is then played by Pat Morita, which was yes fun, fun to see him in, in movies. I gotta um, say, I was I I did not I barely recognized him without the beard. <laughs> it took a while for me, and then I said, I know that. And, wait, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it yeah. Miyagi? Is it? It is. Yes. Uh, but uh, so he takes him to this shack out of out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. where this Peter Boyle uh, is playing this sort of drugged up. Uh, uh, what is it called? Um, theater uh, aficionado. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, I... Opera or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, and, and then there, we just get like a few minutes of them sitting there and Jack is like, I need to go. And they're like, no, wait, hang on. Yeah, that scene that's is so it. weird. And and I, I've heard I've heard 
well, the director denies it, but it's supposed to be uh, based on um, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, 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 Apocalypse Now. Oh, uh, Marlon Brando. It's supposed to be based yeah, yeah. on Marlon Brando, and that they were uh, rumors said that he even asked Marlon Brando to be in the movie, and he denied it. Or declined it, mm. but then the director has said in a podcast a few years ago that no, he he, it's not based on Brando, and it's, we never asked Brando to do it. But she's like, well, he does act like uh, yeah. crazy Marlon Brando towards the end of his life. Because it, it was one of those scenes. Sometimes you see these scenes in movies where you feel like, yeah, this is supposed to be super funny. Yeah, well, I don't get the joke. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what this scene is. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, it just drags the movie down. Yeah, and I think that's the that's that is definitely the weakest part of the entire movie. That specific scene. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Oh, take the the scene is take me to Tommy Corman's house." And he's like, "Okay," and then drives him out to that shack. And he's like, "This this where Tommy Corman live?" Oh, Tommy Corman. I thought you said Tommy Borman or whatever he says. And that should have been the joke. And maybe the the yeah a crazy guy steps out of the house and then they, but then they leave. But I said the scene goes on from there, and like let's hang out here for five minutes. It's like why the joke is over. Don't don't hire don't hire Peter Boyle in in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a scene that should have been one second long. What what is happening here? Yeah, it was very very strange, and it it it, it definitely drags the movie down. And and it, uh, had that scene not been in there, it would have. It w- I would have given it a higher, high, higher praise than I do because it's it's weird. Really? Oh yeah. Is that that that. No, it's, it's not that bad, but it's just it's so out of character for the movie. Yeah. <coughs> that's also that that could have worked more if uh, Jack was uh, what was it closer to them more in the movie. Yeah. But he just got stopped right when he like sort of gonna step into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, no, he's just he he's in the wrong sort of uh, state. Yes, most of the I, time. Yeah, yeah. The, the the that's also part of it. The pacing in the middle of the movie is off because of those things. Mm. It's it doesn't feel like he's actually getting close to getting her back until you know towards the end the whole the fight scene between him and uh, is it is it. Is it Tommy Corman he's fighting? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sort of golf course. Oh, yes. Sort of yeah. Place. That's the first time he's actually, like, closing in on them. Instead of yeah. instead of being, you know, uh, um, like, uh, ch- basically chasing them. It's it's He's just somewhere else on the island doing weird stuff. Mm. <coughs> uh, but uh, what, uh, that was also another thing that was kind of weird. It didn't ruin anything. It was just sort of, <coughs> why? Uh, is... The introduction of uh, Tommy's children and grandchildren. Yeah. For like one scene or maybe two scenes. Because uh, when they're on the Hawaii, Tommy's like, yeah, my son is coming and bringing his uh, wife and their uh, child, my grandchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to meet the whole family. And we're like, okay. But then they never <clears throat> do anything with it. No. You see that they sort of get along, but... They, they, don't, become, they don't become characters. They're just uh, plot devices. Yeah. Which, which I, feels kind of weird. But, but they didn't want the device for anything. No, it's just to show that he is wholesome. He actually has a family and he has yeah. grandchildren. But that... That is that, undermined that, by the end of the movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that That's that's part of him actually kind of seeming to be a nice, somewhat nice guy. He has a nice family and he has yeah. grandchildren that he actually loves and stuff. Um, which, which adds... Um, uh, at, at least a little bit of depth to him that is then that is then later just ripped the rug just gets ripped out from under all that build up for the character and he's yeah. like, oh no yeah he was just a sleaze ball because it, it <clears throat> would have been more interesting if he actually because uh, uh, but again that maybe didn't work at the time but if this movie was made now mm. definitely that Tommy would have been a sympathetic character he would not have been the the, the evil villain that he became in this movie, because mm. uh, I I think that would have that would have been more interesting, and I think that would have been something that could have been made again today. This that that she uh, Betty Betsy is coming to a point of oh I need to choose one of these people. Um, yeah, that and, way. And yes. Both of them. Both of them have 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 uh, 
pros and cons. Sure, yeah. But then, they, then yeah, then... Uh, then none of them, yeah, none of them could really be the bad guy. The 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 bad guy, yeah. I guess, is more the the having to choose, I suppose. Yeah, um, but maybe but here, here they they wanted a villain character, but they also wanted him to be somewhat sympathetic, and yeah. that doesn't really work. Yeah, because maybe at this time they it was more prevalent that they needed to have a bad guy in a movie. Because mm, mm. I mean, a lot of movies. Uh, these days, especially romantic comedies, romantic movies, they they usually stay in a gray area for all characters. Mm, yeah, because uh, that's sort of what's uh, fashionable now in movies. Yeah, uh, that that everyone is is a, is a <clears throat> fleshed out character and has these uh, pros and cons, and uh, it's it's not no one is bad. It's just a situation. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but maybe back in uh, early nineties, late eighties, that that wasn't a thing that people wanted. I don't no, know. no, yeah, yeah. You wanted more clear cut characters. Because again, if we if we look at uh, another movie around the time comedy, uh, if we t- take uh, one of your favorites, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Vacation. Ah, yes. Because <laughs> that movie, uh, that movie also sort of toast line, but in that movie, you can definitely say these are the bad guys. Oh yeah, the yeah, the, the neighbors even... are just there to be messed with. <laughs> yeah, and also the the the, the cousin. Oh uh, sure, yeah, he's, yeah. Sure, he's not he's not meaning to be bad, but he is a bad guy. He's a he, bad guy in the movie, yeah. an antagonist. Yes, in the movie. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so so maybe it was it was a thing. I don't yeah. know. I I I'm not that well versed in in eighties uh, comedies but or that, early nineties. Yeah, but then they, then they should they should have took took it a step further, like. Like have him be actually this super sleazy, gross guy, but have him play a, a nice guy. So he hires actors to be his uh, uh, children and grandchildren. Oh yeah, um, something like that. And 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 um, uh, Jack's like seeing this and trying to stop it as it's happening and having more involved in those situations. Yeah, and then, then we could have had a scene like in the in the end of the second act where he actually catches up to them, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this guy, I saw these things." And Betsy would say, "You're you're an idiot. You're paranoid. You really think that he would do this? Nice old guy would he do do such a thing? He would. Yeah, um, he would pay five actors to live with him for a week <laughs> in Hawaii. No one is that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean." It, more hijinks in that way. Cause, yeah, 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 it worked. Great. Yeah, because because that's how a lot of the critics described it, like a, a, a screwball comedy. But there's not really that mm. much screwball about it. Oh. Um, it, it's pretty plain when it comes to that stuff. Uh, there's some screwball stuff, but like yeah. a mad madcap comedy, no, not really. <laughs> it's a it's a eccentric cap comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way of putting it. Yeah. Um. So uh, uh, let's let's talk a little bit more specifically about Nicolas Cage, since mm. this is his, uh, his podcast. Almost, it's our <laughs> podcast about him. I should say it's not his podcast. Um, what what did you think of him as the leading man? Uh, again, um, it really felt, as you said, that he maybe wasn't wasn't in mind when they wrote the role, as because mm. most of the movies we've seen up to this point, it feels like the role is written for him. Yeah. Uh, this one was one of the first, maybe Racing Arizona, but I think this is the first one where it felt feels like uh, he just fell into the role. They had a done script, and he was an actor mm-hmm. that was there. Um, but he did a good job for it, and oh, yeah. uh, again, the Rage Cage uh, mannerisms and the screaming—it really worked for the character, even though he's not this crazy guy. <laughs> Actually. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, but it, 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 um, he he made it into a, a a a character flaw basically. Like he 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 helped flesh out the character with his way of acting. Yeah, definitely. And again, if 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 Tom Hanks would have done it, it, it would have worked also. But it, I don't know if it worked as as good. No, it it, it would have been very different. Yeah, um, but it, I mean, f- for for a role like this, they could have just picked. Um, someone you know, uh, yeah, a, a random hot guy, basically. But yeah. instead, they went with character actor Nicolas Cage, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so strange about it. Um, but it does work, definitely. Um, yeah. I, and he seems to be enjoying it. Um, to kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of be reined, reined in, but still having those moments to really let go <laughs> and just scream yeah. and 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 <laughs> shout. Yeah. Um. 
But it is uh, it is it comes at a strange point in his career because this is definitely like a, a a mainstream movie, and he had he done a few of those at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this feels almost like a like a the, the closest to this is like Valley Girl, and he hadn't done a movie like that since. Ooh, since Valley Girl. I guess Pikachu got <laughs> married. Yeah, in 86, yeah. 87, he made similar movies, Racing Arizona. Um, but, I mean, the movie before this was Zandali. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, Wild he at fits, Heart before that. He fits, he fits a lot better in this movie than in Zandali. That, oh, no, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that to like, go go from Zandali to a romantic comedy called Honeymoon in Vegas. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it is interesting. We've talked about it a lot uh, so far, and I think we're gonna keep talking about it. But it is interesting his his choice of moves, movies, yeah. and his range in those movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he really goes from far left to far right, uh, and just trying everything in the spectrum to see what fits. And and but still do Nicolas Cage acting. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, has, has there been any movie where he was just like strictly not Nicolas Cage? Well, Firebirds. There's like one scene. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's, sure, that's, yeah, that's the closest yeah. you get to him, like not fitting at all. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, so I, th- I uh, think that's again, it's, it's a big strength he has, and it's it, if you've seen these moves that we've seen, imagine if we, uh, yeah, we don't know the the legacy of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> we've only seen like the the, the 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 top movies of these fifteen we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So sort of Valley Girl. Uh, maybe Birdie, uh, Peggy Sue at Mary Racing Arizona, uh, Moonstruck, and this. And this, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh, you would definitely feel like, ah, this is a, this is a solid actor. Has good grasp on characters, and he, he, oh, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, th- then then we know that he he goes a little unhinged later on. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, it's, uh, it's it's impressive. It's very impressive, I'd say. Oh yes, yes, and yeah, and the fact that he can he can he can do uh, the the three movies he made here. First, he made he made a David Lynch movie, and after that, he made a erotic <laughs> drama, and then yeah. follows it up by a romantic comedy. And he and is consistently good in all of them. Yeah, and next week he's gonna do a, a I think it's a body cop movie. Yeah, so, sort of like a body cop movie. Amos and Andrew. I haven't yeah, I haven't I, seen it, but no, but it feels it looks like one. Uh, look, looking at the uh, what is it? The poster of it. Yeah, it's um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Yeah, that's that sounds very interesting. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how good the movie's gonna be, but that casting, yeah, it doesn't even have. And I'm just looking at Amos and Andrew. It doesn't even have a, a meta score. <laughs> Once again, is that gonna be one of those this movie that no one remembers and it's gonna be impossible to find? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, that is probably the weirdest thing. How many of his early movies are like? That shouldn't be obscure or obscure. Like, why can't you find Honeymoon in Vegas in every DVD bargain bin? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is it so hard to find? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe bad Boy in Blue. I mean, it's it's just your typical uh, uh, biopic. Why, why? Why is it so hard to find these movies? <laughs> Fire yeah. Firebirds. It should have been. One of those like B action movies that became you know popular on VHS, but it's nowhere to be found. Yep, it's so strange. That's probably the strangest aspect of his early career. Yeah, that that it's it's sort of completely forgotten. Yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, again, that that no one at this point has because he is a respected actor to this day. Yeah. Why hasn't anyone like gone back to his back catalog and just re-released his old movies? <laughs> They would make a pretty buck for that. I yeah, think. This, I'm not saying like Criterion Collection, but I mean no, some no, kind just, of some uh, kind of bargain box collection. Yeah. of Nicolas Cage early works or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's it's uh, it's yeah. very it's very strange, especially since he's so popular. Mm. Uh. But again, it's maybe because he has made so much movies. Yeah. That, uh, That's probably there's it. no reason. There's no reason to dig up more of them because no, if someone wants to see a Nicolas Cage movie, they they got like hundreds to choose from. Yeah, they can just check out Redbox or Amazon because all his yeah. new crap movies are on there. 
Yeah. Well, hundreds is maybe too. No, but maybe, yeah, maybe a, a lot, lot a lot, yeah. a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah, you, you can't really make a box set of all these movies. No, that's gonna be you. That's, that's that'll be that'll, that'll be a big one. Yeah. So, so I guess that's the answer to the question: Why, why can't you find them? Because we don't need them. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess, but it's still it's still strange. Yeah. Like I, I tried to buy as many of the movies I could, and I found some of the ones that became classics, like Rumblefish. Um, and, uh, uh, well, Vampire's Kiss and Moonstruck. But, I mean, you should be able to find most of these, but you just can't. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to the, um, to the rating. Mm. One to ten. What would you say this is? Well, I'm, g- I'm gonna give this a... So- solid six? Seven, ah, six. Yeah, solid six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna go back to. Uh, I used to give a lot of sevens in the beginning. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, but this We're back. Uh, wait. Oh, I was looking at our scoreboard. It looks like I, I'd given a firebird to seven, but it was a two. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I'll give this. Um, no, I'll give it a six too. It's not quite a seven. It's a six. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Just on the cusp of a seven, but it's oh, yeah. not really there. Not really. It is that specific scene. With, with yes, Boyle. that fucking <laughs> Peter Boyle scene ruined it. <laughs> yeah. And again, not that Peter Boyle is a bad actor. No, he's, I love Peter I, Boyle, but yeah, he's great. But he's not in this. There's, movie. there's no reason to be in this movie. <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, Honeymoon in Vegas uh, from 1992. Yes, he only made one movie in 1992, and this one. Yeah. Uh, and after this, uh, he made in 1993. He made two movies, uh, so Amos and Andrew and Deadfall. Yes. So next week we're gonna watch Amos and Andrew. Uh, you hadn't heard of that at all. No, never heard of it. Um, but I am quite familiar with Deadfall. That's one of those mm. I insisted we keep on the list. Yeah. Because uh, oh boy, does he rage cage in that one. <laughs> Oh right, we we did we missed a, a, a thing we usually do. Oh, uh, had you heard of this movie? Uh, oh, uh, no. In Las Vegas before? no, never heard of oh, it. Okay. I had no idea what it was. Because uh, I actually have heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because I not seen it, not don't know anything about it, but I knew of the name because somewhere way way back in my mind, uh, or yeah, I have. I know that I have confused this movie earlier for leaving Las Vegas. Ah, yes. Uh, that I, I, I searched the Las Vegas movie with Nicolas Cage, and you find this one, and I said, oh, did he really win an Oscar, you want an Oscar for, for this? this? <laughs> for this? A romantic card? Really? Uh, so I knew of the movie, but only because of that. So It was it was literally a mistake that you knew about this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is interesting that he made two movies with Vegas in the title. Yeah, so, in that short so close to each other. time span. Yeah, like yeah it's five like years. three years. Probably. Yeah, three years, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so I heard of it, but I had like no expectations. Uh, yeah. More than it should be a, a comedy. And as long as it's funny, I'm happy. And it was. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we need to, we didn't mention it because it doesn't really... It doesn't really factor into the movie but it's it's like the, the big trivia of this one um the little the little elvis um the like 5 year old guy who who is on stage doing an elvis impersonation in this mm. movie is a very yeah a 5 year old bruno mars i guess we have to mention that just oh. otherwise people are going to comment on that so yeah, yeah bruno <laughs> bruno mars this was his uh, his his cl- big claim to fame before his he became breakout a role. recording artist yeah <laughs> um but that's about it so uh, uh, I have I have one one final okay. uh, tri- trivia. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, so at, at the end of the movie, he as we said, he he jumps out of a plane with uh, uh, a troop of uh, parachute drivers. Uh, yeah, dressed as Elvis Elvis. So they're flying Elvises. Yes, uh, and apparently that group is an actual parachute group. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they changed name to the Flying Elvises after this movie because. They, uh, it got th- the name, uh, got around it stuck, after yeah. the movie. <laughs> so, so they changed their name to the Flying Elvises. So, it had, it did something, <laughs> something lasting at least. <laughs> it did something. Even if you can't find it on like Blu-ray, uh, it, it changed the name of a parachute group in, in Las Vegas. So, 
Well, that, that's some, um, yeah. <laughs> Can't say that about the Godfather. Mm. Eggs. <laughs> no, yeah. So in a way, in a way, you're saying Honeymoon in Vegas is better than the Godfather? In a way? No, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's better for, it's, it's uh, more culturally important than the Godfather. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it, it had a bigger impact on the culture. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, that was honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for listening. Please check out Amos and Andrew if you can find it. I haven't looked for it yet. Let's see if it's as hard to find. Um, and we'll talk about that next Tuesday. But if if you if you want to listen to the Amos and Andrew episode uh, uh, early. I mean, at the point of this, we haven't recorded yet. But when you hear this, we will have all recorded and put it up on our Patreon. So check out patreon.com slash don't make a scene for early access to all the episodes of this podcast. And also get exclusive episodes of my other podcast, The Spoilercast. As well as commentary tracks, uh, early access to videos, bunch of stuff, three bucks a month. Check it out. Help us, uh, help support the, the podcast. But uh, other than that... Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, check us out on all the other platforms. If you're watching, listening to this on our other platforms, you can check us out on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you next week. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene, based on an original concept by Christopher Billian. It is hosted by Tobias Vidian and Christopher Billian. Editing by Tobias Vidian. Executive producer is Annika Vidian. If you want to support Madness in the Method and please don't make a scene, check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene for early access, exclusive episodes, and much, much more. I also want to give a big thank you to all our sponsors over on Patreon. Laura Kinney, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom and Dad.